Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if you've ever asked yourself the question why do christians talk to god or claim to hear from god this is the podcast for you i'm mark dickey and i'm burt miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host a daily afternoon show on a Christian radio station called The Bridge. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller. He is the lead pastor at Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Bert, how are you today? Mark Bebop Dickey, I'm doing <laughs> awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm just bebopping all the way through <laughs> my life, you know. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are talking about... Uh, why do Christians hear from God, think they can hear from God? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the title of the podcast is Why Do Christians? So we always have to make our topic fit that sentence. This did not flow with that very well. It, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you'll you'll hear people, even in movies, they'll say, yep, I heard from God. Yeah. I, I was looking at the stars and I got a message from God. What was the, the Blues Brothers? They said- We're uh, on a mission from God. We're on a mission from yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I saw that movie soon after becoming a Christian, and I just thought that was like the coolest thing, <laughs> although it's not. Dude, I, it's, it's funny that you say that. I, I was obsessed with the Blues Brothers in uh, high school. That, mm. was, that was my movie, yeah. And I, I, would, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but it was that, that was that line, we're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, yeah. I even, I even tried... Uh, uh, pick it up and play in the harmonica like uh, Dan Aykroyd did in that. Nice. Did not have the talent, but because uh, harmonica, it, you'd think it would be easy, and it's kind of. But there is like a there's a discipline to it. I mean, not discipline. Like it, there's a skill. There's yeah. a skill. Yeah. Which I yeah. guess would be a discipline to get the skill. Yeah. I, you know, I stand by what I said, Mark. I stand by it. But we're not talking about why do Christians play harmonica yet. We're t- <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. But we're talking about why do Christians hear from God? And, you know, prayer is one thing, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on prayer, too. That's talking to God, but hearing a response from God. Yeah. I, I think anyone from any any faith would say, oh, talking to God, talking to, they might use the word, the universe. That's its whole, That's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But hearing back, that takes a, that's a completely different topic. Absolutely. And the reason we're talking about this today is because we got a question from Julie. Uh, she actually texted in. I, on my radio show, asked, you know, hey, if you have any questions about Christian culture, mm-hmm. what would what would they be? And Julie texted in. She said, uh, hey, Mark, it's Julie. She gave me a little hand wave emoji. <laughs> uh, how is it that people say they can hear from God? And that's a great question, Julie, because... Yeah. I feel like the natural answer is, oh, you must be special. There must be something mm. special about somebody because I've never talked to God or I'm, I'm not an important human being. Right. Why, why, would, why would the creator of everything talk to me? Right. Yeah. 
And that's, I mean, how many of us we've, we've picked up that belief that, all right, God only, it is, it, it's a false sort of tier system that many of us create in our minds where there's the special people that God talks to, right? The, whether that be, you know, the prophets or the, the, the preachers or the missionaries or the this, the that. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is that within the New Testament, the, the idea of hearing God is much more normative and fused out. It's, it's, I don't want to say democratized because that would mean that we that we have control over it. But uh, the Lord distributes His voice among believers. You see this from the jump in Acts two, for instance. Like so this is when uh, at Pentecost the Holy Spirit's poured out, and Peter is for the first time giving a gospel presentation to the onlookers. And this is what he says about like the experience of receiving the Holy Spirit. This is in Acts two, verses seventeen and eighteen. Uh, he's quoting the prophet Joel, where he says, "In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on." All people, all people, and okay. So who's who's gonna? If, if that's the case, who's gonna have this experience of God speaking? Well, He says, "Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy." Um, and that idea of okay, the Holy Spirit speaking to believers across the board, and, and you know, our hope today is to talk through ways that uh, He does that. But this idea of the Holy Spirit speaking is that it's not a, uh, it's not an other group. And the idea of, of selective uh, God is uh, that you sort of have to be this person who almost levitates or or is standing on Mount Sinai um, to to hear from God. When instead the the testimony of the New Testament is this is fairly common among the early church. You've got stories throughout the Book of Acts of of uh, whole families. I'm thinking of like the daughters of Philip. Um, who it says like all of them prophesy, um, so it, it's 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 much more I think within grasp than um, any of us really think about it. So for, you know, I'll give you another example. This is what Jesus says in John sixteen when he's talking about he's talking about uh, what's going to happen when his disciples receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so right, what's going to happen with the Holy Spirit, the member of the Trinity who's on the earth right now? He says. Uh, I have much more to say to you. This is John 16, 12 and 13. I have much more to say to you, more now than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Okay, well, what's that look like? And li- listen to this line, Mark. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. Because the Holy Spirit is not the force. He's a person. <laughs> Um, he's described as having a mind, a will, emotions. When you and say he's talking. A, he's a person, yes, Jesus is a person. Correct. The Holy, like yeah. So, uh, trish, or traditionally, Christians, well, to be a Christian, this is, would be an essential Christian doctrine. We believe that God is a Trinity, right? He's one God who has existed forever in three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, the, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. The Holy Spirit is not the Son. Father is not the Son. Son is not the Spirit. Um, and Yet, within all of that, one God, he was equally, uh, and yet he's one and three. And so, the Holy Spirit is a person who does personal things. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And so, you keep throwing around Holy Spirit uh-huh. is who we're talking to. So, when, when I say I talk to God, it's, yeah. you're actually talking to a, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I would say it's the Holy Spirit is who I'm talking to. I, I'd be hesitant to divide things in that way. I think the Holy Spirit is who, is who I'm hearing from. Oh, right. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you believe that, and, and Christians, let's be really clear, Christians disagree about how and the ways that God speaks. Different movements are going to have different beliefs about that. Everybody believes that God speaks. 
it the the issue is how he does it. All mm. right. So, for instance, um, you know, in, in Bible school, they sort of taught us here. Here, the sort of three categories for ways that God speaks. Right? They, they call it revelation. It doesn't mean revelation like the book of the Bible. It means okay. a, 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 an unveiling. This is a way that God speaks in the world. The first one's called general revelation. And general revelation is the belief that, okay, listen, anybody, you don't even have to be a Christian to, to experience this, that God speaks through creation. In other words, um, like in Romans one twenty, we talk about this, that like, like the character of God is revealed in the world, that you can have some semblance of knowing who God is just by looking around you mm. if you pay attention to creation. And we would say this is just general. It's there, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, there's just this general revelation of uh, the knowledge of God. But then there's what's called special revelation. And we would say this is the scriptures that, okay, our, our book uh, called, or the books that constitute what we call the Bible, uh, that in it God has spoken without error. Um, and it is very, very pointed. This is who I am. This is uh, my heart. This is what I want for you. This is uh, how I think about things. This is my design for the world. This is where I'm taking things. This is how uh, you can be saved. Um, and this would be what's called special revelation. And it's, it's God's inerrant word, the Bible. But then, mm-hmm. and this is the part where Christians and like Christians would begin to branch out and have different beliefs. There's what's called personal revelation, and personal revelation is right, God speaking specifically to an individual about a specific thing. Okay, now every Christian believes in personal revelation to some degree. All right, so for instance, there are those who buy into a theology called cessationism. And cessationism is the belief that certain spiritual gifts that you read about in the New Testament, uh, they're not around anymore. They were for at the beginning, but, they, but God has stopped giving those gifts. They would, uh, those who are in the cessationist camp would say things like the gift of prophecy um, is no longer uh, here. Um, but cessationists would still believe in, per, in some aspects of personal revelation. So they would, um, they would believe, for instance, like, you know, um, that as you're reading the Bible, uh, God may speak to you through what you're reading. Hmm. Um, but they, they wouldn't say, you, know, you don't have, to have a vision for that or anything like that, but that, you know, God's speaking through the Bible. Um, I, I don't know a single cessationist uh, minister who doesn't believe that they were called into ministry by God, hmm. um, which would be a personal revelation that God spoke to them in some way and said, I want you to do this. Right, like go, like be a pastor, be a preacher, however, whatever their, their movement uh, would call that. Um, but that's not that, that's not every uh, Christian movement. So, for instance, um, as you go across like the sum of it, and you go into the scriptures, um, there are those who say, okay, yeah, God absolutely speaks through the Bible, and that's the primary way, uh, but it's not the only way. Um, and and it's here that I want to just absolutely differentiate something. Um, if people believe in in a an ongoing personal revelation, like uh, God speaks to me in this way or that way, none of them, if they're within Orthodox Christianity, are going to say that that personal revelation is on par with the Bible. Nobody's going to say, all right, listen, you know, because I had, I heard from God uh, about, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I'm supposed to take this job or something like that. Nobody would say that that equates Scripture. And the reason nobody would or should say that is because the Bible is without error, but we're not. Like, we can misinterpret all kinds of things. We can think it was God and it wasn't. I mean, there's just all kinds of ways that we could really gum up the works, so to speak, with, with hearing from God or thinking that we are. So, what I'm hearing you say is we can hear things, we can hear things from God, but if they contradict the God who is in Scripture, 
It wasn't God. Yeah. It wasn't him. 110%. In fact, that's like from the jump, if we're talking about ways that I believe God speaks to believers, and this is a very, very broad brush, um, I think the very first and foremost thing we have to understand, and this, again, this is a dividing point, okay? But within my camp, um, I, I would say that it must uh, be in alignment with and submit to Scripture because the canon of, crypt, of Scripture is closed and it's without error. Mm. And so, for instance, if somebody's like, I've heard from God and now I'm going to add this book of the Bible, I'd be like, you haven't heard from God. Um, or, you know, there, there's, the, <laughs> there's the adage of the person saying, you know, Pastor, I, I, I feel like God told me it's okay for uh, me to leave my husband and have an affair with this person from work. I've got just such a peace about it. You know, we'd be like, we'd be, we'd be like no. Wait. Yeah, yeah. We'd be like, that. You, you have not heard from God. Why? Because the, the God of the Bible says adultery uh, is a sin, right? And, and God, you know, he's, he doesn't change, um, and he's not forgetful. He knows what he's, he has said. It's not like you're ever going to say to God, you know, I want to do this. And he goes, did I really say that? <laughs> that, that that's not who he is. Um, and so, I, I just want to, from the jump, say, listen, whatever we believe about this, every Christian is going to believe that, man, you can hear from God by opening your Bible. Like, if, you're, like if you want to hear the words of God, you can do that today by just opening the pages of Scripture because you have the inerrant Word of God, and that is the Scripture. But if we're going through the, the New Testament, there are other instances of people hearing from God in ways that aren't written down in a, in, a, in a document or letter or epistle or anything like that, um, that, that we should just acknowledge are there. Um, so, I, I can give you some. I, I, can't give yeah. you, I can't give you every way that God speaks to uh, people in the Bible because we'd be here all day. You know, like, I mean, th- there's a time that, um, you know, there's, there's Balaam's donkey, right? Well, most people aren't going to have a donkey speak to them with a human voice. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not what, what we're going to say here. But, Shrek! Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, like, for instance, one, one that I believe in is called impressions. Um, and, and the word impression is not in the Bible. Um, it's just a term that, that we would use to uh, make sense of some things. So, for instance, like, um, there's a story in Acts 14 where Paul, uh, he's, he's preaching the gospel, and he sees a guy uh, who's been, like, lame, he can't walk. And it says this in Acts 14.9, says, uh, he listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, and then listen to this line, Mark, saw that he had faith to be healed, and then he said to him, um, and, he, you know, he says, like, you know, do you, do you believe what I'm saying? The guy says, yes, sorry, in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk, okay? Here's an interesting question, though, Mark. How do you see faith? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, right? <laughs> you, you can't. Okay, so, so what happened there? Well, I... You know, the, the term is this would be an impression that God revealed something to Paul in such a way that he could just uh. see that the guy had faith. It wasn't that like God spoke to him in a voice. You know, he just saw that this is what was happening. Um, and, and there's other examples of this. Like you go Old Testament, like Nehemiah, um, when he's talking about why he went to rebuild the wall, right? He says this in Nehemiah 7.5. He says, so my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles. And he goes on to talk about like, you know, getting people together for that. But that line right there, okay, like, Nehemiah recognized that his emotional response and his desire to do this thing, God had placed that there, that, like, God had given this impression of this is the right thing to do, and he knew enough about God to say, this is from God. God put this here, okay? And we would say that that, that's an impression, that it's just somehow God is communicating in a way that you can't quite put your finger on it, but 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 he's doing it, you know? Um, Another way that, that I think as we're going through the scriptures that he speaks, it's kind of a given, but I'll say it is a voice. You know, you could think of, you know, if that's audible, like uh, young Samuel in his calling, um, where he hears the voice calling Samuel and, and he confuses it with Eli, thinking it's a person. Mm-hmm. 
So that's probably not on his head. He probably heard something. Um, but I, I think there's space for the idea of maybe somebody hearing something in their mind. You, maybe that's the, the still small voice that Elijah hears. Um, maybe not. You know, I, I get hesitant to say like the voice has got to be like that because the authors don't really care about things in that way. Like they're never like and so and so and so heard the voice. It it this is the characteristic of the voice. It's just God spoke. You know, um, it's not always a thundering, yeah, echoey. Yeah, um, it, it's just more. He spoke, and like th- these are these are paradigms that I think we invent in in terms of being like it's got to be this, it's got to have this specific, right? Uh, you know, well, it's, subwoofer it's, quality to it or whatever. Yeah, it's funny how culture tells us like how we're supposed to believe this kind of stuff. Yeah, because in every I don't know Looney Tune or whatever, <laughs> the clouds part and there's a ray of there's like a sunbeam. And then you hear this deep voice, right? And right. it's like, well, no, somebody in an animation studio yeah. thought of that, dude. By the <laughs> way, did you ever see the movie uh, Prince of Egypt? With I, a, I did not. Okay, no. Well, you, you got Val Kilmer as Moses, which first of all, cool, but secondly, <laughs> like uh, he does the voice of God in it. Like when when Moses at the burning bush, they just took his voice and like r- like gave it some resonance and stuff. Oh, okay, it's kind of neat. It is cool. Yeah, a little fun movie factoid. <laughs> Hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. I'm going to keep moving. Um, other ways that God speaks, uh, as you go through scripture, uh, angelic visions is one, right? He sends angels and, and people uh, have conversations there. Another one would be uh, dreams, right? And, and again, nobody that I'm aware of would, would say that every time you have a dream, it's from God. Right. Um, it could be the tacos that you ate. Who knows? Um, but... We can't ignore. There are times where people have dreams, uh, and they are clearly things of the Lord. Whether that be Joseph uh, in the Old Testament uh, with his brothers, or Joseph in the New Testament, Jesus' uh, earthly dad, who who is warned by dream to get out of there from uh, Herod and, and his his guys. Um, mm. Yeah, another one would be uh, visions. Um, in terms of people, just they they see something, and uh, that's a way that God speaks. Uh, and again, there's within different Christian camps. Um, there's all kinds of ways you can articulate that. And I feel like it's worth saying again, if the thing you see doesn't line up with scripture, it's not from God. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, yeah, I did have this crazy dream and I don't know why my mom was there. And right. I don't right. know why we were drinking like blue Gatorade from a garden hose. Like, well, I mean, you know, look, if, if I'm saying that weird is the qualifier, um, that's not biblical. Like you think about uh, Pharaoh's dream, which is a warning from God where cows are eating cows and yeah. all this. Like it's, it's odd. Um, but let's say you have a dream and somebody says, you know, you need, you need to ditch Jesus and follow Buddha. I, I can tell you unequivocally that's not from God. You know, mm. um, another one that I think is, is important to recognize is just through other people. Uh, through sound counsel, um, maybe other people that you know and trust, um, who you you they've shown dem- like they demonstrated in the past, like yeah, they, they tend to hear God 
uh, accurately about things. Although I would say this is, this is a big thing to recognize whenever we're talking about this because this, this can get really messy really quick um, and there's a lot of responsibility to it. Um, I think it's important to remember that nobody is above being tested. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we have scriptural command for this. So um, I'm thinking of a, like, and this is this is really interesting, Mark, because from the jump in the early church, like we're talking first century, like when they're dealing with you know God speaking to people, they're already having to say, all right, listen, it'd be easier to just go, eh, he doesn't speak, let's get rid of all of that. And so you have scriptural commands uh, that that give you instruction to keep you from doing that. I'm, I'm referencing specifically First uh, Thessalonians 5, 19 through 21, where what Paul says is, he says, do not quench the spirit. And he says, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all, hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. So you're saying, you're specifically referring to when, when you hear from another person. Yes. That that needs to be tested. Yeah, like there, there are movements um, with sometimes, I mean, cults absolutely fall into this where you've got a, a leader or personality who cannot be questioned. Mm. Um, that's a big red flag. But you've got New Testament command to to discern through things. What, I mean, we've seen this here for Thessalonians. Also, you could look at First uh, Corinthians twelve through fourteen, where Paul talks about these kinds of things of letting everyone weigh what is being said. Um, we don't check our brains at the door when we go to church mm-hmm. or to a Bible study or, or wherever. Um, and even then, let's let's say somebody, somebody, you know, like they, you're talking with them. They've had really good counsel in the past, but if they, but if they were to say, you know, I've heard from God, and you, sh- you just need to believe that I have, the New Testament would tell you to pump the brakes and go. Let's just test what you're saying, um, because everything, like nobody is above accountability. Nobody is above their words being weighed. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and I just say that because you know, I've heard horror horror stories of people being in environments where somebody co- comes up to them and says, the "Lord told me." Uh, you're supposed to marry so and so, and it's just like, whoa, that's not ethical or good. Um, so, so we we would not espouse that. Um, but discernment isn't a bad thing; like it's it's God given and and commanded, you know. Hmm. So there's a ton of ways to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Scripturally speaking, yeah, there's all kinds of ways that He speaks. We have a creative Creator who speaks creatively. I would argue, yes. Yeah. So how how am I supposed to kind of sort out and figure out if in a moment or, or something that God is actually speaking specifically to me? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question because we ha- we have to acknowledge the reality that, that the Lord's voice is not the only voice out there, right? Whether yeah. whether that be um, my own thoughts, feelings, desires, what I want to happen in a situation. You know, I'm thinking about uh, Jeremiah where God tells Jeremiah he's like these these false prophets they. Uh, they're speaking only from their imaginations. They're not hearing from me. Um, there's other voices of like maybe corrupt con- or counsel. Uh, mm. There's such thing as the demonic. You know, um, I was talked about this idea that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Shoo. So, um, yeah, h- how do we know uh, if it's from God? I think there are just some questions to ask whenever we feel as though we've been given uh, personal revelation of some kind. First would be this: uh, Does it line up with Scripture? I mean, that's just that's a given. If it doesn't, it it was not from God. Um, another one. Um, well, actually, let me say one thing with this as well. Um, if we're asking this question of like, how do I know God's talking to me? You know, the best way to really be able and begin to be able to discern if the Lord is speaking is just spend time with Him. Mm. You know, I um I got a phone call a little while back where 
It's from a number I didn't recognize. And uh, it was one of those rare occurrences where I decided to pick up because they, they rang more than once. I figured it's probably not a telemarketer if they're ringing over and over again. I might be just putting a bullseye on my, my back for saying that right now. But, um, and so I pick it up and I say, hello. And the person, hey. And she said that one word. And I instantly knew it was my wife. Like <laughs> she, she had a thing where she had to call from a different phone. Well, how did I know that? I knew that through time and relationship and just knowing uh. her voice, right? Um, other times, you know, if a stranger were to call, I, I wouldn't know. Um, and, I, and I think this is important to realize that there, there is no sort of magic bullet of you're going to always just know. Like, no, but the, the filter for most of this is going to be doesn't line up with the scripture and then like spend some time with God. Um, and as you do that, you're going to have a better framework for when, uh, if you believe that he speaks through personal revelation, uh, that he's doing that. Um, some other stuff is, you know, sort of born out of that relationship, I think it's good to ask, uh, what's, what's the tone of it? Like, does it, does it, is it in keeping with the character of Christ as revealed in scripture? You know, like, um, is what you're hearing demeaning? Does it shame you? Mm -hmm. Uh, if so, it's not Jesus because Jesus is the one who, who is, you know, he's the, the sinner's friend. He goes out of his way to, uh, save, you know, he's about the restoration of the person. Um, it's not to say that the Holy Spirit doesn't convict. He, he does. But, but there's a difference between conviction and shame because conviction motivates a change. Conviction says, all right, I'm go I feel yeah. this in my heart. I need to move forward towards this specific thing. Shame is much more about who you are. Shame, shame has less to do with, with specific actions and more about just your personhood. You are a this. You are a that. Um, and, and the Lord can convict, but, but I pay attention to that. <laughs> You have a thought there? Sorry. Just, I shouldn't be laughing, but like, I'm just picturing someone coming up to you and saying, God told me to tell you that you're worthless. <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that's not keeping up with the character of God. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, the scriptures call us the, the apple of his, his eye. So he would, he would never say that, you know? Yeah. Um, another one would be, uh, what's the fruit of it? What's the fruit of what you heard? Like, is it, does it draw you in love towards God and also to his people? Hmm. Some people they they believe God is speaking to them, and the and the fruit of it is them looking at other people with inherent distrust all the time, mm -hmm. um, and they 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 confuse that with a gift of discernment of spirits or or whatever. They just sort of like being distrust. What what often happens is somebody's been wounded in, wounded in their heart, and so they're believing that by not trusting any people, like they won't be hurt again. Um, but if the fruit is division, if the fruit is contempt for another person, um, let's think about how how the scripture describes love in First Corinthians thirteen, right? Which is a passage, by the way, about how to relate with other believers. Fun fact for you: it's not a wedding text. It's hey, here's how we do church and life together. Well, mm -hmm. um, love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. You're not arrogant, right? Keeps no record of wrong. I mean. That's that's the quality and and uh, fruit of love, and so I, I think the question to just ask in that is okay, how does this line up with the God of the Bible? What what does me listening to this do? Now a mistake would be to think, well, if I'm scared, that means it's not Him. Well, no, He might take take a leap of faith, but even with that, even with that, something to remember is that the God of the Bible meets us where we are. Like, you know, it's easy to think about, like you know, Peter walking on water when he sees Jesus, right? Like getting out of the boat. And when we have this sort of like all-in plunge mentality, and I would just remind you, 
Yeah, but Peter was also walking with Jesus for years and saw him do the miraculous first. In the same way like Moses, before he goes before Pharaoh, and you know, there's all these plagues and all that stuff, God does the miracles for Moses in private. Or we could talk about David with Goliath. Okay, before he faces Goliath, he's being delivered of the lion and the bear. And this is important to realize that trust is earned. And James talks about this. He talks about how the wisdom from the or from the wisdom that's from above is open to reason. Okay, so sometimes we think like God's just gonna like obligatory throw this thing at us that's completely outside of our framework, and man, you better just get with it right now. And be like, no, like I th- I think it's not that he doesn't stretch us and at points lead us to take steps of faith. He absolutely does. And yet he's very reasonable. Mm. I'm, as you've been sharing this, I'm reminded of a time and I got to make sure I omit as many details as I can, uh, Fun. just to keep this story, you know, um, confidential, <laughs> but basically there was a, a time when I was in leadership in a ministry and I was, doing something a little different one week and somebody came up to me and said, God's telling me this is wrong. Mm. God's telling me this isn't the way you're supposed to do this. Yeah. And it was like, no, like I met with a bunch of people. Like, (laughs) like I have like the blessing of the, (laughs) the people. (laughs) Right. Right. No, you know, I I can think back to a pretty critical. Well, and sorry. And it was just interesting because it's like, well, I, I knew my convictions from the Lord and I had the blessing of the church leadership mm-hmm. of the, mi- I should say ministry leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm in that moment. I just thought like, is it just personal, personal preference that came into the situation or it's just interesting because like yeah, bo- both of yeah. us, I would trust both of us. Like, oh, God told me this. Oh, cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. But th- like two people who fo- follow the Lord, right? Earnestly, right? And one person's like, no, God's telling me this isn't right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about um, I think it was Matt Chandler told a story one time of uh, he had a friend who was uh, becoming successful as a worship leader and like seeing uh, their their ministry and their music ministry increase in. Uh, opportunities stuff like that and and a person came up to uh, this friend who they they both knew loved and trusted and the person said you know um, the Lord's and I'm paraphrasing all this but but uh, so the, you know, the Lord's telling or told me to tell you that unless you repent of your sin he's going to take all of it away and the person was like well, what what sin are we are we talking about right now and and the friend said well you know, I I don't know I don't know but. I mean, it was very vivid, like woke me up and, and so you, you need to do something with that. And this caused Chandler's friend who's a worship leader just all kinds of distress because he's like, I don't know what to do. And he's praying, he's fasting, doing everything that he can to try and figure out like, God, what am I doing wrong? And finally he's distressed and he was like, he says, he says to Chandler, he says, you know, like, what, what do I do? And, and, and uh, uh, Chandler says to him, he's like, I don't think it's from God. And he goes, why? He goes, he goes, just think about what you were just told. I'm going to destroy your life unless you change a specific thing. Huh. What what thing? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> like, does that sound like the God of the Bible? Absolutely not. But sometimes we get we get hyper spiritual, and so we don't think through these things. And so I think it's it's a really good question to ask. Like, like what's the tone of it? What's the fruit of it? Um, because okay, well, so and so said this. Like, so in your instance, okay, well, you know, God told me this. Well, you don't have the authority to speak on it, and those who 
uh, do have said the exact opposite. Um, mm. So the fruit is division. The, fr- the fruit is second-guessing. The fruit is discord. Um, and so I would, I would take pause there. Mm. I'm not saying he can't speak in those ways, but I would, again, with First Thessalonians 5, I would look at that with some discernment. Wow. Well, Bert, uh, I would love it if, you know, since we're talking about God speaking to us, yeah. would you lead us in a prayer today in just inviting God to speak to us? Oh, dude, I would love to. And just just that we would recognize his voice. Yeah. Because it, it, there's so many voices in our world. And mm-hmm. I think... And- Oh, but you know what, man? I, I will just say, I, I would love to pray that, but I think it's also really good to remember, you know, the question, why do Christians believe that God speaks to them? It's because the God of the Bible speaks. He's not like an idol who's wood and, and, and cannot speak. Like, the, one of the first things you do, or you, or you see him do, in Genesis 1, when he creates the world, it says, and God said. Mm. He's different than other gods. Like, he's real, and he talks. I'm, I'm also reminded of how people say the Bible is a living text mm-hmm. how it's it's written down mm-hmm. the book that i bought 10 years ago has not changed right but god is still speaking to right me the word of god is living and active uh sharper than a two-edged sword yeah absolutely when I, when I read that verse 10 years ago it meant one thing to mark in his 20s and if i read it today it means something completely different in relation to the the life that i have now in my 30s mm-hmm. well yeah man, let, then let's pray yeah. Let's go to him. Father, we thank you because, number one, you love your kids and you have not left us as orphans. As Jesus said, you've sent the Holy Spirit to be with us on the earth. We don't just shout prayers off into you know, the vastness of the universe, but instead we have a friend in you who hears us and who responds. And we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for my brothers and my sisters who today, maybe this is new and it's creating hope for them. You mean I can hear from God? And the answer is yes, you absolutely can if you're in Christ. Lord, I ask you, um, let them know your voice. Let them spend time with you in the quiet. Let them enjoy friendship with you. Would you speak to them? Show them that it's you. Would you uh, help them as they dig into the scriptures that you would speak to them through those scriptures and convict their hearts, speak to them about your heart, um, would you speak to them with, with special revelation? Would you speak to them with personal revelation? Lord, just let them know you better and love you more. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And hey, thanks to our friend Julie for texting in yeah, this thanks, question. Julie. If you have a question, or maybe we raised more questions than answers <laughs> today, send them on over to podcast at wearethebridge.org. Uh, we would love to hear your question. We'd love to do an episode about it, and we're happy to. But I just want to remind you that just because Bert's a pastor and he's on this podcast, he doesn't take the place of a real pastor yes. who knows you by name, not just Julie, but also uh, you, you who is listening. You need to live your faith around other people. Mm-hmm. And it's important to be in community. And so don't let this podcast or any kind of website, ministry, radio station. It doesn't replace church. So be a part of your church. And if you have questions for the podcast, send them on over to podcast at wearethebridge.org. And also you can help get the word out about this podcast by leaving a rating wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening.